Hello, everyone, and welcome to Fail to Find, an MTG podcast. I'm your host, Ben, with Bathroom Brews MTG. And today, I have my usual co-host, Wes. Wes, how are you doing today? I'm doing pretty good. How are you doing, Ben? Living the dream, just getting ready for my wedding planning, or finishing up my last-minute wedding planning. Some of these episodes will will uh, be recording, might come out after my wedding. So hopefully the next time you hear me, I'll be a lot less stressed. Um, today, we're going to just cover Commander Masters, the pre-cons, the spoilers, our thoughts on the set as a whole. Uh, we're not going to dive into anything super specific, kind of a stream of consciousness podcast this time around. Uh, I'm excited for the set, and I'm excited to hear your thoughts on it, Wes. Yeah, it's it's been such an interesting like preview season for this set. Like a lot of ups and downs about people's feelings from it have like has been how I've felt. There's been like excitement and then the de-escalation of excitement and then people get exciting again. Very fun time. Yeah, it's definitely an interesting set. It's very expensive and I wish it wasn't coming out right as I was getting married because I would be willing to drop a little bit more cash on it. But uh, this is going to be a buy singles set for sure. Yeah, um, maybe maybe treat people's selves for like a set booster. Don't go crazy out there. Yeah, so let's why don't we just, just kind of discuss the the it's a full reprint set. So let's talk about some of the most expensive reprints we have um, so far, and we'll see where it goes from there. Yeah, uh, we're we're using Scryfall to help us organize our thoughts for at least the pricings of it. Uh, and yeah, right off the bat, the first one, according to Scryfall, currently, um, the foil etched version of like Hammer of Nizan, a card that hasn't really been printed that much. Great. Then Jeweled yeah. Lotus after that. I think and I think Jeweled Lotus is definitely going to be one of the chase cards in this set. If you like CDH or just like more powerful casual EDH. Um, it's great that they have so many variants of it as much as like the I think the variants um, is a great thing for sets because you then have a affordable when I say affordable, I'm using that term loosely because it's still pre-ordering for sixty seven dollars, according to Scryfall right now. But you then have the really like the gorgeous like frame breaks and stuff that are one of them is pre-ordering. I think it's the etched, not the etched, like the textured foil frame break is pre-ordering for seven hundred dollars. Yeah. And the regular frame breaks pre-ordering for one thirty. So, you know, if you want the bling for your deck, you can get that. But you don't have to spend one hundred and thirty dollars or eight hundred dollars on a jeweled lotus. Yeah. Then the normal version is seven sixty seven dollars. Yeah, which, which is, is half the price of a of a foil br- uh, of a frame break. Foil etched. Yeah. Oh yeah. Foil etched is. Also oh yeah. Great. No frame break. You're right. Foil etched is yeah. Foil etched is it's like four times almost. Um. But and that's gonna go down. Yes. These probably. are all pre-order prices. Yeah. So that's gonna go down, especially if people are cracking collector boosters. Um. Because the more like card variants that you have, sometimes it will affect especially with collector boosters, it'll affect those prices. Yep. Um, and we'll, like, I think that's the other thing, is we will, we'll wait and see how much the set is printed and then the price of the set. Because it could have a lot of print, but if the prices of the boosters are too expensive, then it's not going to move. People won't yeah. open packs. So there, there's that weird where it's like, you want everyone wants to buy singles, but there has to be someone cracking packs other than just stores. Correct. Uh, so we'll and stores don't much... like to crack packs. 
because yeah, it's easier to sell packs than it is singles usually. Well, yeah, because if you're cracking packs, you are only selling the EV of the pack that you're cracking and not yep. the price of the pack. So it, stores don't want to crack all of their stock because you're not necessarily getting the value out of your stock. Um, it's the same reason that people will buy cases of packs and just hold on to some of them. Yeah, I think unless you're doing like your Card Kingdom Channel Fireball, like one of those massive, massive stores. Well, I guess not Channel yeah. Fireball, but Card Kingdoms, Star City Games, um, uh, cool comics, like unless you're doing the giant, like giant openings. Because you, know, you work at our our LGS yeah. um, on the weekends part time. And I definitely I can't imagine that they're cracking uh, five cases of collector's boosters where you're like, no, it's usually oh like we'll. we'll- crack a few um collector collector boxes sometime like depends on the set and how much we get at a set of course i mean i should i should see if i can do recordings for the channel and that and just crack boost oh, that'd be fun i'll ask i'm gonna ask him about that not take anything <laughs> just record them there for the channel <laughs> just record them um give me the give yeah, me the he does that some he does that sometimes for um, i think i think instagram i don't remember or uh, whatnot probably Maybe. Yeah, I actually don't know if Josh uses whatnot. He probably should. We'll find out. We'll we'll I should get him to interview be an interviewee for the podcast. That'd be cool. We're on a tangent. Uh this is what happens yeah. when you don't have show notes and you're doing a stream of consciousness podcast because you've been yeah. too busy to set up notes. We're chilling, um, we're vibing. We're getting you we're getting you de-stressed. We're vibing. We're ch- we're having a good time. Um doubling season is another great reprint I'm excited for. Yeah, it's a card I've cracked. It's fun. So, this is a card I think I've owned and sold more than any other mythic yes and somehow it's still like 60 plus dollars yeah i i opened a foil double masters one of like the borderless and sold it i i traded for one this is a card that i have strong feelings about this card i think hilarious i was gonna say this card has actually followed me like i don't know because this started ravdica city of guild so this is before i started playing was when it first came out and then modern masters and then battle bond and then things like that. Ugh. Yeah, this so this is a card I have very strong feelings about where it feels like it shouldn't be this price. So part of me is it's a it is like a, obviously a very powerful card, but it at least when I've played it or played against it, it never I never feel like it's worth the price tag even in like super friends decks. Yeah, cuz it's so weird because it's a it's in this category of like 5 mana game ender enchantments, but the problem with 5 ender game like 5 mana game ender like enchantments is that you need a follow up, so they're not actually 5 mana. They're 5 mana plus whatever mana you need to cast the next thing. Yeah, like obviously if like if you have a walker out uh then it's, it's fine good. like it's good if you play but you know when you plus a, uh, a rules note is when you plus a planeswalker and you have this out um you don't put extra loyalty on the planeswalker it's only when it enters uh i thought it because, would be if mm-hmm. an effect would oh it's not an effect it's, it's not an effect it, it's a cost yeah yep. so, that's so you know weird yep that's a, a very a thing that a lot of people uh goof on where it's like oh, okay cool i'm plusing it's like a two it's like no you only get you only get the one because it's a cost not an effect 
Huh. If if a card like Chandra, there's a you know a Chandra that says put a loyalty counter on each red planeswalker you control, then you would. But, um, yeah, that's otherwise, so wild. It doesn't. So that that's kind of where I'm like, I think this card is. I don't want to say overrated, but I th- think it's the price to performance of it is not where where it should be. It's like I definitely, get it's definitely living off its legacy. Yeah, like the doubling, the doubling of tokens is very nice, but let's see here. Anointed Procession is currently a still expensive card. Anointed Procession is sitting at $40, which is obviously a lot, because it hasn't really been reprinted all that much. No. And Parallel Lives is at 42 So this is $20 more than Processions and Parallel Lives, and you get the counters. And how much is Branching Evolution? But those cards are also four mana. Branching Evolution... If you want the count, I mean, it's only plus one counters, but branching evolutions only $17 versus pre-ordering at 63. So even if it comes yeah. down to 50, let's say, like we'll be generous. Depending on the deck, you know, I, I think there are better, better it, cards than this. Yeah, the the best thing you want for doubling season is if your deck, specifically if you're doing, I guess, Planeswalker shenanigans, like yep. sure, go for it. Um, And you're in green which is also kind of a hard ask sometimes for Planeswalker decks. Uh, just because there's not, like, crazy green Planeswalkers for you, Commander. You go into green for Doubling Season, Doubling Season Evolution Sage. Yeah. I think are the two cards that... And your land ramp. Oh, and I guess yeah. Oath of Nyssa. Not Oath, Oath of Nyssa. Yeah, Oath of Nyssa. Oath of Nyssa, yeah, yeah. Yeah, um, there's... And, and something to keep in mind with Doubling Season is you want to be uh, using it to... You you want this effect if you're making more than one token or putting more than one counter on a thing. Yes. Because if your entire deck is making only making one token or one counter, then cards like Hardened Scales or any of the Hardened Scales variants for the counters will be better and more will be a cheaper, both like price both price wise and mana value wise. Like, and if you're making just one token, it it's not. I don't think it's worth it to pay the five mana to be like, oh, cool. My, my raise the alarm now makes two one ones. It's like, yeah. y- you, you have to have either big X spells, like a white sun Zenith would be really good with this where you're making. Like, a, I think the uh, best deck that I, in my like pot of decks that I have or group of decks that I have that if I got a doubling season now, I would uh, put it in Urtet. Just, yeah. Just like, because I'm spitting out a bunch of tokens, I'm like putting three plus one plus one counters on everything, making six plus one plus one counters. You kind of, with doubling season, the best deck for it is going to be a deck that's doing both. If you're not doing both, you can probably get this effect for a cheaper wallet price. Yep. So Uh, like for, for best soul nurture, I had doubling season in that deck, but she only gets one counter and per no matter how many tokens enter so there yeah. wasn't well i could make a bigger board i could just throw a hardened scales in for one mana get the same amount of counters i lose out on some token sure but the deck is usually only making one token at a time anyways so uh, there's no need for doubling season in that deck yeah and that's something that i think a lot of people don't think about is they go for what is the like best version of a card but not what is the best version for your deck 
Yes. And also, it's important to point out that doubling season doesn't double experience counters or in fact. Yes, because those didn't exist yet. Yeah. Um, because it's on a permanent, not on a player or permanent. Yeah. Uh, so there's the white card. I can never remember how to pronounce her name. Um, she's from Baldur's Gate, I think. And she is just a white hardened scales, but it's also for players. Uh, is it Lahiril? She's like a Githyanki? Is that yeah. the one? Yeah. Lazel Valakith's yes. champion. Um, if one or more counters would be put on a creature or a planeswalker you control or on yourself, put that many plus one of each of those kinds instead. Uh, obviously, that sucks with Infect. <laughs> um, but you know, you just kind of that that person's oh, no, your enemy. If that you game. Would, it's if you would oh, put it's, one of those counters. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Mind. Don't put infect counters on yourself. Don't icker rats uh, yourself. I guess. Yep. And also, I guess there's a quick proliferation note. I didn't realize this rule while we're talking about doubling season. Mm-hmm. Um, you don't select what counters to double on something. You so if you have experience counters and poison counters on yourself, and you proliferate, you get another poison counter and another experience counter. Oh yeah, if you I know if, if yeah if you see somebody doing experience counter stuff and you're like oh they're probably gonna proliferate and you have a way to give them like an infect, do it or an a poison counter I should say, um, it's great. Yeah, just so, like hey you got to be careful don't go too crazy. Yeah, Marin deck get get wrecked. Yep. Uh, the next card is one of the sliver precon cards, the face card. So I'm not really. We'll we'll go over the precon stuff. In a little bit, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Archfiend of Despair is a great reprint. It's yep, only been printed price, once. Reprint, reprint uh, yeah, yeah, sorry. Pre-order price, it's a bit higher than the uh, current old price, but I'm, I'm sure that'll go down. Yeah. Um, I could also have... Yeah, I don't know where they're pulling prices from, so it's possible just wherever they're pulling from is showing up higher. Um, Archfiend's a great card. It's one of those cards I've, oh, like, I've had for a while... Like I've had on and off and I every time I try to use it, I end up selling it because I'm just like, man, it's just not doing it for me. But it's probably just the types of decks that I'm playing them in. Um, yeah, it's it's best in like a reanimator deck um, like or something like that can really, really ramp hard just because it's so much mana being yeah. an eight mana card like. Rakdos <sighs> loves it because it's you can get it down to two black black for a six six flyer yeah like yeah um the next one i'm actually really excited for uh not because i want to see it in games but it shouldn't be expensive as it was is the capture of jing zhao yes just reprint first reprint since a judge card so the portals three kingdoms version is 350 judge judge foil is 121 and the pre-order price is 52 yes I love it. And it should be going down because Imperial Seal was the same thing. Imperial Seal. Uh, What's that card at now? Uh, it's it's climbed back up since the reprint. It's up to $67, but it's okay. better than what it was at. Yeah. 500, you know, whatever it was. So, you know, it's. And this is an extra turn spell, so it's not going to be cheap. Um, but like Warrior's Oath, I think, is the one of the best examples where. The portal version is still two hundred seventy-seven dollars, but the double masters version is three bucks. Yeah, I'm a big proponent of uh, reprinting a card. the The old card will will probably maintain its value. It's like to some degree, 
the new card will be cheap. Yep. And I think that magic is kind of weirdly settling into that. Yeah, I don't know if that's the, always been the case, but that no, it, it's something that feels like the case now, where it's just like, well, this old thing is going to keep its price, and the new thing is going to be a cheap version. And like, yeah, perfect. That's why if I'm buying like an expensive card that I think might get reprinted, um, I if there's only like two or three printings of it, either the original or something from like a Modern Masters, I'll always go with the original printing, even if it's a bit more, uh, just because those tend to hold a value. I'm not doing it for financial reasons. It's literally just oh, it's three bucks more. And if it gets reprinted, this one might just, you know, keep it if I need to trade it later or something. So, yeah, you're doing that to be efficient with your money, not. Yeah, it's just, uh, yeah, I just don't like losing value like that. But I mean, I would rather my entire collection be worth five dollars and the game be playable for everyone. Yes. You know, it's more five dollar cards. That's what I say. Well, I was listening to um, Tap Tap Concede this morning. Mm. And Wheeler made a great point of uh, the reprints in the set that are good are the ones that are from like the $25 cards or 15 and $20 cards down to $5 where it's like, oh, great. That's a little bit more reasonable now. Yeah. Where before uh, like the fierce guardianships and stuff, well, those were very expensive. They've like got their price cut in half and they'll probably keep coming down. Um, oh, yeah. Like cards that have only had one printing are going to drop like decently. Yep. Or the Great Henge, for example, where that card is now at like 40 bucks. Oh, yeah. Um, And I think I sold mine. I sold mine at MagicCon Minneapolis before all this was announced. Mm-hmm. And I'm checking the price history on the. Because I just had a standard Throne of Eldraine one. Um, let me see what the price history was. Tabletop. Um, and that was in like May. Yeah, so I sold mine for like sixty something dollars because I was just like, I'm not using it enough. It's good, but I'm like, eh. And it's going down to like forty, fifty bucks for pre-order prices. Um, forty one right now for the Commander Masters variant. If you want the Tales of Middle Earth one, it's fifty two, which isn't that bad if you want like a cool variant. Yeah, isn't that bad for the nice party tree? Yeah, and the same thing with like Finale of Devastation. The pre-order price is high right now, but the War of the Spark price is twenty-five. So I expect to see this card hopefully drop lower than the War of the Spark price ones on like on release. Oh yeah, I also love the showcase version of that card. Yeah, big dinosaurs. Song of the Dryad. I'm glad it's getting a reprint. I didn't realize that card was creeping up that much. Yeah, it's like ten dollars. Yep. Um, the pre-order price for the foil etched of is too much yeah the pre-order prices are are super hard to judge um arachnogenesis is you know i don't good reprint i don't think it'll stay at 50 dollars no like it's a it if it does i think it's just because the one spider for shelob yeah there's a few spider commanders but like no like it it's going to go down because it was only printed in a commander, de- <laughs> a commander deck. Yep. Um, before we were getting commander cards and set boosters. Yeah. Um, Spellseeker is a great one. You know, that's a $15, $16 card that will definitely come down. It did get upshifted, which sucks. Yeah, I so my one major critique besides physical pricing um is some of the mythic slots that's fair and this is my big gripe right now 
with wizards. Because the, the reason that some things are mythic is due to draft. But they have already shown that they are willing to change the rarity of things depending on what pack they're in. They need to downshift some mythics to rares in regular packs. And then you can even do the same like in set boosters, I'm sorry. Like from draft to set booster. You can you can change rarity that way. And this will make so many more people happy, so many more people just buying product. Because yeah. nobody wants to buy a uh let me let me go over to the page that has all the rares. Nobody wants to buy a like a uh a collector's booster and have what is it? Braids uh B- braids conjurer adept be a-, a rare in their pack yeah or stitcher Gerolf. like great yeah. cool like i hate this like it's for for limited great fantastic awesome it make game balance happen nobody's nobody's mad about that or like nahiri the lithomancer i get i guess you want all those planeswalkers to be rare that cycle anyway yeah, so there, there's definitely like smothering tithe up, up to mythic is also like what the hell? It's a bummer. Um, yeah, like, and I don't think for draft purposes it'd be well. I guess it's commander draft, right? So, yeah, yeah, I, I don't disagree with having. It might be confusing to have different rarities like at different cards at different rarities based on the uh, the pack. pack. But I mean, they, they, had, they did that with Urtet, didn't they? They specifically did that with Urtet. Yeah, they changed his um, whether he was a rare or a mythic, depending on whether he was in a set booster or a collector. Yeah, and so. Yeah, it was just one of those things which made it to where um, his showcase version. His borderless was ch- is cheaper. Yeah. Yeah, his borderless version is 66 cents. <laughs> yes. Um. Yeah, I mean, I think they should be doing that. I think it's a, you know, again, I don't think every card, there should be no mythics in a set. But if you're balancing cards specifically for draft environments and you can downgrade them to from rare to to rare from mythic in set or in collector's boosters, I definitely think that's a good thing to do. Because uh, it then also ups the EV of collector's boosters. Yes. Because if a mythic if that was a mythic for draft purposes is now a rare you have a better chance of opening that in the collector booster. Um, yeah, yeah, I think that's fine. It's just one of those things that I have a gripe with, given that, like, that's the that's the reason given for some things being mythic um, because of draft environment, because you don't want, uh, I don't know, there's some cards you don't want in a draft environment just showing up all the time. That's why, it, like... Mythic, yeah. rare, uncommon, and common exist. Well, I they should. I think the biggest thing they should do with that is for land, land. Okay, where you have the rare lands in um. My brain, our little bot goofed. The rare land should be in the uncommon. Should be downshifted to uncommon and set in collector boosters. Yes, for a set. So uh, easy. That way, they're not prohibitively expensive for standard players. Uh, I don't know how you handle that on Arena. I think you. That's I think that's for where Arena is its own beast. Yeah, but I think in sets like this, you can. They should be changing rarities to 
And it doesn't have to be on every card. I don't want every rare to be a common. Like, I'm not no. a moron. Um, but I think having certain mythics come down to rare is fine. Yeah. Like, Sorry to go on that tangent. No, it's it's a good one to have. Um, um, I The cycle... There are, like, two cycles I'm really excited for in this set. It's the free spell cycle. Yeah. Which I think was a mistake to print to begin with. However, we have it now. So, actually, three cycles. Um, all of those prices are starting to come down where they're still like 30, 40 bucks, but they're not as bad. Yeah, it's it's a cycle that should go down specifically because it's only for our format. Yeah, so having them being printed more than once um, and actually printed in a set will hopefully mean they just go down significantly, considering yeah. like fierce guardianship is 30 something dollars now when i remember it being like 50 60 yeah it was a lot um, um man yeah i didn't realize steel shaper gifts is coming back in here that'll be you yeah. know goes from hopefully 12 dollars to a little bit cheaper crater hoofs down to like 20 bucks already um demonic tutors in this set and is already pre-ordering for 28 uh Nulamog, I think is it Nulamog sees hunger? Is that Nulamog? Yeah. Yeah, that's coming. Looks like that's gonna be a lot cheaper. Eric'll be happy about that. He's been yeah. he's been hunting for a, a foil Ulamog. Um yeah, no, there's some like really great reprints in this set that I'm excited for. I just wish the packs and everything weren't so how much are just weren't so expensive. Like but uh, and that's oh sorry. Go ahead. Yeah, that's it feels a little feels a little bit wrong, feels a little bit scummy too. coming out of a set that got, got a lot of people excited with Lord of the Rings. Yeah. Um, And so you've got like this whole new audience, but now you have the next thing coming out being even somehow just as or more expensive than the Lord of the Rings set. Yep. Which shouldn't be. It should be cheaper. Um, I think that's just bad planning. In some yeah. ways. Yeah. Like, I don't want to open. Uh, I don't want to open Seraph Sky's Blade as my no. rare in a pack where I've opened oh, Core 20. Yeah. She, she's, I don't know. She was like three bucks. But it's like, oh, that feels crappy when you look at how much how much. Uh, I'm going to just check TCG player. Let's see how much a set booster box is going for. Yeah, set booster box is going for 365. Yeah. And it's like, no. <laughs> just, no. How much is a collector box going for? Well, here's the problem. Collector oh, boxes only are not as... Yeah. Yeah, collector boxes are cheaper than set boosters, set, box, set boxes by a lot. But yeah. still... $200 for four packs. It's it's bizarre. Um yeah. it it th that's a whole whole other tangent we can go on like the So the the other cycle that I'm I don't know what the third cycle is that you're excited about. Or at least I didn't uh I didn't see it particularly, but the other cycle that I'm excited about is the medallions. Yep, that was mine. That was my second <sighs> one. I love the medallions. They're just, they're good to have, like, they're not, they shouldn't be as expensive as they are, 
but they're just good in one color. Honestly, sometimes two color decks, depending. Yeah, like, if you, I, if if you've a got a color. primary color in your two color deck, hell, if you have a primary color in a three color deck, like the red medallion in a like goblin red focus deck, but you're like splashing some other colors to do some cool stuff. Um, it's great. Yeah, they're good. I they're good in artifact decks too, if you can make copies of them. So I kind of want the oh. teamer ones for my um, gimbal deck because I can make token copies of artifacts. So I if I put all three that. in that, I can just like start cloning those so I can reduce spells like even more. Um, which would just be kind of cute. Ooh, a, a reprint that I didn't even think about, but I'm happy is getting a reprint because it's only been printed in Mirrodin was extra planar lens. Oh, that's yeah, another, that's right. That's another good like... Uh, it's a mythic, which is a bummer. That's a that's a sad upshift. Um, but it's like a it's just a good one to have, especially for monocolor decks that are you're going to be running your medallion in or yep. uh, a cheeky one is in your colorless decks. If you're running wastes, uh, nobody oh, else is going name. to be running wastes. Yep. Uh, if you want to be extra, extra cheeky, uh, if you're playing an Orvar deck uh, and you put a oh, wait that it's imprint yeah oh, wait, you may exile target lands you control never mind yeah so with orfar if you make a copy of a land like a lotus land uh and you extra planar lens it you <laughs> have token copies of all the lands like if you get rid of the original so then literally no one can add mana because there's only one of them and you have a bunch of token copies of it yeah <laughs> So, because it just says land with the same name. So, if you can make copies of your non-basic lands and put yeah. an extra planar lens, you can do you can do some shenanigans with that. That's so weird. Yeah. Or uh, if, uh, oh my god! So another weird one is if you have, because we just had in Brothers War, uh, like you make the Dryad Arbor tokens. I don't know how imprint works with a token, actually, now that I think about uh, it. You, the, the, I don't think you can imprint a token. Interesting. Let me check the, let me check the rules on that. Uh, how does it... Like, I guess worst the, case scenario... It's a card. So the reminder text is the removed card, and tokens aren't considered cards. Okay, so you need a real Dryad Arbor. But if you have a Dryad Arbor on the board... <laughs> and you do a an awake in the woods. That's also a fun one, I guess. Yep. Uh, I so hold on. I'm checking. I want to see. Or no, they're not dried arbors. They're forest dryad lands. Never mind. Ew. Can't be done then. If you, how does it work? If you copy when you, how does imprint work with uh, doubling ETBs, or is it as it enters, when it enters? Uh, it's super weird sometimes. Uh, I'm checking the ruling. I feel like it's... If a card linked to the ability to refer to a single hard to... exiled card, a card exiled with this. Uh, sorry. Go? I was gonna say, it's also hard, it's harder to double copy, uh, an artifact ETBing. Like... Yeah, I mean, there are ways. Um, yeah, so but, I think you get both. I think you get whatever you... If you copy it, I think you get both. Um, 
Yeah. Right? Yeah, if it's paired, so if the answers are used to determine the value of a variable, the sum of the answer is used. If the ability performs any actions on the, ex on the exiled card, it performs that exiled action on each card. Yeah, so, but like in a, lands in a landfall deck, you could have this copy. Um, yeah, if you're doing like, lands. A, yeah, if you're doing like a green, like theoretically, I could run it in Yarok um, and have it take a swamp and a forest. Yep. Um, or if you're like in a Elishnorn March of the uh, Mar uh, Mother of Machines, you could have it. If you have like Snowlands and non-Snowlands, you could get both. Yeah. I don't know why you would do that, but you could. Um, you could. And it's target land you control. Yeah, you exile the target land you control, but then whenever a land of the same name is, as the exile card is tapped, its controller adds one mana of that type. So you have to be careful... And it's better when your lands are more narrow. That's why I like wastes or snow lands. It's really good. Yep. And uh, oh, what's the... otherwise you're potentially helping your friends, but you're helping your friends. Yeah, there's a card. What is it? It's um, all forests and all saplings are one one green. Yeah, like you could maybe do some life and limb shenanigans. <laughs> yeah, um, actually. I kind of so this is going to be a real stupid way of doing this. Um, but if you have any of the cards that say you can have multiple copies of these, like no, like relentless rats, rat colony, um, uh, the, make them a land first clerics. Yeah, the Sh shadowborn apostles and uh, persistent petitioners. If you can make any of them into lands using like a shy soul of the wilds in this, you could in theory make all of your mana dork all of them dig tap for more which is just kind of funny super that's super weird i it'd be fun to do <laughs> i don't think it's good but you can oh my god oh uh so can we talk about the richard kane ferguson cards in this set oh my how god they're fucking are... beautiful there yeah they're gorgeous sorry excuse my language uh no YouTube. it's fine it's more don't hurt ben Spotify. It's been long <laughs> enough. We're not going to get demonetized. <laughs> that, required me to, that would require me to be monetized, baby. Um, yeah, Richard Cage Ferguson art in this set is what I like to call absolutely cracked. Yeah, let me just look at all the cards. So he has four in the set. He has Factor Fiction. Here's still, I'll send this list to you, Wes. Yeah, no, no, no. I pulled Rat them up. Uh, Factor Fiction, Pure Steel Paladin, Grand Abolisher, and Dark Steel Mutation. And I want all of them. I want that Pure Steel Paladin so much. Oh, oh wait, hold on. I'm going to, I want to check something. Uh, I know I can artist search. Also, he's a super chill guy. I met him at Magicon Minneapolis. Um, absolutely great human being. Yeah, had I known he was going to be there. Um, and that you were going, I would have sent you with my decon. Yeah, had I thought about that, I would have um definitely got that sign for you. I just did not think about that till after I was gone. Uh, man, I was really hoping to have a Richard Kane Ferguson. Oh wait, uh, I don't want first printing. I want. Is there a unique? There uh, are eighty nine card, uh, roughly eighty nine cards with Richard Kane Ferguson art. Yeah, I will. There's like some duplicates. I think maybe not. Let me. Uh, I can almost do it. 
Hydrogen Ferguson deck would be sick. Here we go. So there are 82 cards that are legal in Commander. Oh, I didn't know that the Khan Blackblade had a left-handed card. Not that I'd use it, because I like the original art so much. Yeah, it does, which is funny. Yeah, no, you you could... 82 cards. Any five-colored ones? Could we make a... Uh... No, no five-color. Dakon is the creature... Well, he's got a few three-color cr- things, but Dakon is probably your best bet. Dakon or... Um, Maybe Marchesa. Time to buy that Hazan off our friend. Um, he already sold it. Oh, punk. I mean, it's an expensive card. I don't actually want to buy that. Yeah. I need to put a Corlash in my mono black deck. But yeah, the Richard Ferguson art is, as always, just purely oh. gorgeous. Just absolutely stunning. And I Rebecca Gaylands, too, are just... Yeah. Just the Grand Abolisher and the Pure Steel I want so bad to just put in the Decon deck so I can just be like gaze upon this Richard Kane Ferguson art. Yeah, his his art is has always been really What was what was the really third good. uh cycle that you were excited about? Oh, the Battle Bond lands. Oh, yeah. Those are getting reprinted, which is great. I am sad that those are like the only like exciting lands in this set. They're not even exciting. They just need to be printed more. Yeah, it, it exciting is a strong term, I guess. You are correct. Um, it's just like, oh, those are okay. Those are the lands. Cool. Yeah, they're expensive. I I think we have a bunch of them, but they're they're just getting so expensive because these are the these are the ones originally printed in Commander Legends. So this is the old cycle because the Battle Bond lands were just reprinted in Baldur's Gate. Okay. So these are the Orzov is enemy colored. Yes. Great. The enemy. These are the enemy lands. Yeah. Um, which are good because those are getting expensive. Can't I wait have until all we get a, a cycle of these kind of lands, but they're three color. That'd be nice. So they're well, we so I saw a thing on Twitter from Saffron Olive and it was talking about the uh, like how all land should come into play untapped, like a house rule it. Um, do you, conver- you see that conversation in the discord? <laughs> yes. Okay, that great. Conversation. All right. So I'm not going to mention any names, but one of my friends replied with a bunch of sh- a bunch of stuff and he's being pedantic thankfully my other friend understood what i was talking about um (laughs) i it's something i would love i don't think they're up for it but um i would would love to try that it would make some degenerate things it it, oh i meant just like like any of the common dual lands that etb like other than like bounce lands so like gain lands um or anything like that can come into play untapped yeah i I think well, it's what's... a fun idea, like a fun thought experiment. But I well, think what's... what ends up happening is, like, I guess domain decks actually become real. But what's the difference of that between me running all of my shocks, my checks, my battle bond lands? Like, you're not wrong. I I have expensive mana, right? Yeah. I have. I think I have the best mana bases of any of our friend. If I especially if I proxied all of my lands in every deck, I would have bar none the best mana bases of anyone in our group. Oh, yeah. I think like a hundred percent. So this doesn't help me. <laughs> no, right? no, like, no, I already have the expensive lands, but I think it's something to think about where, oh, we're playing a lower power deck. Cool. Let's put in these tap land. I want to play a five color deck, but I also don't want to have a bunch of tap lands, but I also yeah. don't want to spend all my money on battle bond lands, shock lands, um, 
you don't need shocks and fetches and stuff, but they're helpful. Like yeah. they, so I think well, it's an interesting idea. But the, these they should be printing commander only lands that, you know, it's a tr it's a a triome that or like a a fetch land that will fetch a land untapped if you can if you have more than two opponents, like whatever the battle bond lands are. Honestly, I th so. so like, fetch lands that do that where they come into play tapped unless this and then the land comes into play tapped unless this yeah there's there's stuff like that that would be fantastic um i also like the idea of because in commander like the life amounts don't matter as much like so a shock land means less in commander as like the price of it yep um so a part of me, like, instead of having, like, more egregious shock lands, let's let's do a land that gives your opponent life or something like that. Like, they may I'm have okay some with of that. those. Um, well, well, I just mean, like, have this come in untapped, give them five life. Give an, give, an opponent five life. Or give each opponent two life or something. I mean, yeah. Even, but, like, stuff like that, like, yeah, that is egregiously not playable in other formats. I think having the restriction of more than one player, I think is how you want how is it, the is easiest. I, I think it's the cleanest. Yeah. And I think it's the way that lands won't get broken. Because if you have I like your idea. But yeah. If it's a land that can be fetched and you could have a way of a you have a way around that gain life trigger, or you're playing legacy or something where I mean you have painted remedy duels. or something. Yeah, I mean you have original duel, so it probably won't see play an actual legacy. But there, there could be a situation where you want them to gain life um, or the life gain doesn't matter and you just need another untapped land. Yeah, it's it's more one of those things. I'm like, I want to figure out a way to have the potential for lands for us, but that could be printed in not just commander sets. That's the only thing that like bums me out sometimes. I mean, I think a lot of the standard lands are really good in commander. Uh, the fast lands are fine. Like, I don't, if you open them, great. If you, I don't say go yeah. out and buy them. I have a copper line gorge in a couple of decks because I bought a place set up for Pioneer. I also um, think pain lands are great. Pain lands are, so I think my favorite budget lands um, at rare because snarl should be uncommon. Um, I think pain lands should be uncommon. Yeah. Uh, that stuff, they're an untapped duel. That's my only it's my only reason where I'm like, mm. I think situational temples can, duel temples can be uncommon, though. Um, yes, especially now. Yeah. But like pain lands, the. Um, the temples are, I think, fine, like they're not great, but you scry no. they're, they're a tap land, but pain lands, scry lands, the buddy lands, the ones that check for a land type, I think are absolutely fine. Um, there is one other cycle. The oh the the where you need two or more of a basic land you need two or more basic oh, lands. Oh, uh, tango. Tango lands. They need to finish that cycle. Um, and tango lands I think are all like great budget options, but it sucks when you don't have tango lands in Demir. Yeah. Wait. No, you do. You don't have ally. Wait. Hold on. There's what tango lands. Don't you have? Because you, you definitely have the Demir one. Um. Yeah, no, no, you have, so we're missing, we have Selesnia, Gruul, Rakdos, Demir, and Azorius. So we're missing the enemy-colored ones. Yeah. 
Any any other? Uh, oh man, but sorry. What are the other things? Oh, uh, what's your opinion on the the legendary showcase style for Commander Masters? All right, this like... might be a, this might be a steaming hot take. Okay, it is for the most part my least favorite showcase frame. Your least favorite? Mm-hmm. The what? profiles are, I think, are. <laughs> I said it was a hot take. I. It is, I think, my least favorite showcase frame in recent memory. So I, I actually really like it. I because I, I was gonna say, oh, the hot take is liking it because I've heard so many mixed reactions on it. No. So here's my complaints with it, right, and I want to be very, very, very clear. I've got a I, few complaints, but I still I, like it. I appreciate the artwork, and I think the the mm. art itself is gorgeous. I, what I don't like is I don't like the, the lack of shadows. Like it just, it looks very disorienting to me where it's just the thing with just a matte background. And that might just be my unga bunga brain being like, oh, I want colors in the back, but it's, it's, I don't like some of the art is gorgeous, but I, I don't like the backgrounds of them, which is stupid. I understand that, but that's just. That's so, just me. Like my only real complaint is that they're all facing the same direction. I actually would like if they had diversity in their profiling. You can finally build looking left tribal. <laughs> yes, it has to be an Ur Dragon deck. Um yeah, actually, no. there's a lot of people that are looking left in like the art in general of this set. Yeah. <laughs> Like some of them, like the Micaiah Hollowed art is just I love like the character Our friends itself. I doesn't love. like that art. Who doesn't like that art? Uh, Garrett. Garrett doesn't count as a person. Ooh. I don't trust his opinion on anything. <laughs> but I was just like, but the Micaiah art is rad. I Mika- love it. It makes me uneasy. I love it. Like it's I'm like, oh, but I'm like, yes. I love the Azu like oh, I love all the art. I actually don't like uh who do I not like? You're gonna like the one I like the most. I like I like Grenzo. Grenzo's is good. He's very hunched. I and it might be because there's the black outline of, of him, like on the card. Yeah, it makes him kind of pop. Um I like yeah. the Savala one very much. I, I think it might be the Omnath one. The Omnath one kind of feels the, the least solid. Which I guess is kind of the point, but also. Oh, yeah, let me see the Omnath one. See, I love that Omnath one so much. But there's a um, gradient. I, I like that there's like, it seems it looks like there's a gradient. And it just looks a little less. Yeah, I like that one. Again, it's 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 my least favorite in recent history. Um. I love the frame breaks, though, for any of the cards that have frame break. I don't like frame breaks. I'm just a, I'd just rather have regular borderless. <laughs> oh, no, like the flawless maneuvers, the borderless flawless maneuvers. Oh, I'm in love with that card. Same thing with any of the, the free spell cycle that has that treatment. I plan on after the wedding. Uh, I'm going to try to get all of those in borderless. Yeah, I love borderless. Just no, in fierce, general, the fierce guardianship, that deflecting sw- man. Yeah, I want all. I want to get a cycle of all the free spells in in borderless. <laughs> that borderless frame break thing. 
Or if you want to get me a wedding present, you know what to do. Sure, maybe. I'll see. Or, I'll see. I'll see what comes in the store. Or if you're listening, you can uh, send me money at my PayPal. With uh, I'm pull, I'll have link down below, I guess. Give, give Ben a I'll wedding shill. present. I'm sure I'll, he'll love it. I'll shill. It could be four dollars. I don't care. <laughs> um, hate for this man in his trying times. Seriously, <laughs> I had stupid weddings. So expensive. Um, oh, I just had another thought and I lost it. This one happens when I don't have show notes. It was I lands. We're so organized, even with show notes. Yeah. Let's talk about the pre-cons for a minute. Actually, let's let's jump there for yeah for a few minutes. For I've got opinions on the pre-cons. The last few minutes here. Um, what are your opinions? Go. Oh, I think the 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 pre-cons. So I don't know if I recommend most of these pre-cons. I don't recommend any of them. Continue. Like regardless of the price. Um, I don't recommend the sliver deck because you're getting a deck that you really can't change. Um, there's cards you can take out because they're bad, but that's not. And the mana base can be not awful. Yeah. Um, if you want to make a cool mana base, I mean, go for it. There's there's space in there because it's all meh. <laughs> um, I don't recommend the Planeswalker deck to new players because it's a planeswalker deck <laughs> and i don't know if i recommend the avzan deck to new players because it's a graveyard deck and it's three colors um so that can get complicated for newer players although it's fun as an idea and it has disconjoining ideas with like sacrificing your enchantments and having a, a backup commander that doesn't quite work none of the backup commanders work in these decks it, it feels like i feel like the jeskai one's fine the spark touched hunter yeah is fine but that feels like you want to build a singular planeswalker type deck yeah like if you're building a chandra's matter deck you go jeskai you play this you play all the chandras in the world and then you just support them with blue and white cards yeah and then jace tribal jace typal deck but like yeah like it doesn't feel like a a cohesive you're like like no and i think the eldrazi deck is the one i would recommend to new players but it's also so weird to recommend that to a new player also there are barely any eldrazi in it yeah it's a colorless deck it's a colorless deck it's not an eldrazi deck um which i'm fine with i actually like just the name is a little deceiving Yes, um, I would take out the secondary commander for that deck and some of the like manifest cards and just go a little bit heavier. And they also didn't reprint Eye of Ugin in the deck. Yep, and they didn't re reprint Sliverhive in the Sliver deck. So I want you to go check the price of Eye of Ugin right now. Oh, God. Do I have one of these? Eye of Ugin. Oh, it's a myth. Oh, God. Um, $40. I haven't clicked yet. So do you know how much it was? Do you know how much it was the like the hour that the deck was spoiled? Because I actually know. I have Ugin was I'm I don't know. I'm gonna say it's like four bucks. Fourteen. Okay. Let me check. I'm checking the, the history right now. Yeah, so it was like thirteen to eleven and it went up a little bit and then it jumped up to forty four and now it's stabilizing at like forty. <laughs> oh god. Yeah. 
I, I I warned people in the store chat. I was like, hey, you know what card's gonna go bonkers? Uh I have Ugin. Just if if anybody wants to get an I have Ugin, I would recommend you get an I have Ugin. Same thing with Sliver Hive. Sliver Hive was literally $13 and it is now it's it's come back down to $35. Yeah, I've got a few sliver hives. Oh, do you actually? Yes, because I just have some, so I could probably Honks. sell them. Um, stonks. I was so pissed about those two, those two things because they're easy slam dunks. Yeah, the, and even the reprint value in this set is like it's not bad, but it could be. Better. I don't know. It it. So I'm gonna talk more about the Jeskai deck. Cause that's the one I really wanted for a while. I was like, oh, Jeskai Walker seemed really fun. Like, yeah, I. So Chandra Awakened Inferno is mm -hmm. a great reprint because that yep. is an expensive walker that's just very good in commander. Yep, yep. Um, I've got I have nice. I have one in Neheb. Uh, every deck I play her in, she does a lot of work. A six mana walker can't be countered that you immediately put a clock on most games. Legitimately, she is the most feels good planeswalker because no matter what. After you've played her, you've plussed her, you've affected the game. Yeah. Even after you leave. Uh, Elspeth Sun's Champion is another great reprint where she, that card was getting expensive for a while and it's been reprinted like a few times now, not yeah. including the, the 30th anniversary, which I happen to have a foil version of, which is gorgeous. So jealous. I'll just, I'm going to flex there real quick. So the I'm so Becca friggin' jealous. That was the, the like, the Rebecca Gayard, and that is the Chef's Kiss. I um, want that card so much because I can remember watching the, I think it was Pro Tour. Yeah, with the abs and control. Yes, and hitting people with sheep, and I just want to hit people with sheep. Um, Chain Veil from um, the Jeskai deck seems like a good reprint. I'm surprised they reprinted that with it being in Pioneer, but uh, Chain Veil's great. Um, but there's not... Other than Chandra and Chainvale, uh, Mangar is a fine reprint. Spark Double is always like it's slowly going up in price. I'm I'm glad I've picked up a couple like while they were cheap back during War of the Spark. It was actually my pre-release promo, and I still have it. Um, yeah, there's just some cards I really like. Some Walkers that I wish Jace Bellerin. I'm like, all right, that's a fine Jace, I guess. Yeah, or or like Jace Mirror Mage. It's like, why are we printing? Jace Mirror Mage in this, like, the, I don't know. I guess the Johnny Steadfast is actually a really good reprint because that card was climbing up there, and like you'll want one for the deck. Yeah, but like Gideon Gira, Jora, Jora, Jura, whatever it is. Yeah, I'm Jura. like, like that's fine. But I would. This might be a weird take for this deck. I would have rather have seen more Planeswalkers, but the static ones from War of the Spark, like, because uh, I built. A version of the deck and i put in dovin hand of control kazmina uh the mentor because i'm like oh yeah i can give my stuff ward essentially and i can tax my opponents with these planeswalkers that i can then put loyalty counters on yeah a dak faden i feel like would have been a slam dunk as a reprint in that deck ah uh, um, yeah i know i, I know they can re or teferi hero of dominaria just putting one expensive teferi in the deck because you're in the colors. Or like... Or Teferi Who Slows the Sunset, like a newer Teferi. Well, because um, even the other thing you could have done, especially with the secondary commander, um, is like, 
having it more narrowed down to like a few different types of the same like of the same planeswalker. Because imagine if the deck was just like Gideon's Chandra's to fairies, like, and then your secondary commander makes way more sense. Of just like, does that make any sense? Yeah. Like, I don't know if it's good, but at least like, oh, cool. That's like a cool design deck. And some other cards, I think that were a huge miss. And I, uh, so I'm going to say some cards and I know why these couldn't be in the deck because they were just printed. Um, so if you're building this deck, get the talents from the March of the Machines set boosters. It's an enchant planeswalker. So there's an Elspeth one that your planeswalker gets plus one and you get three one ones, which is really good on any planeswalker. Yeah. It's and then whenever you activate a, a loyalty ability of the enchanted planeswalker, you give your creatures plus two plus two and vigilance till end of turn. So you throw this on one of the walkers that only has a minus. So dove in hand of control or a Kazmina that have really good like static abilities, and you can just start and they come in with a lot of loyalty. So you can just start plussing them. Um, the shant, the oath, oath. Uh, sorry, talent. Uh, oh my lord, Rowan's talent. Uh, give target creature gets plus two plus so and gains first strike and trample. You don't care about that, but when you activate a loyalty ability of the enchanted walker, copy that ability and choose new targets. Like, or to fairy's talent, it's just a minus 12. You can use activate planeswalkers uh, at instant speed. Yeah. And, but whenever you draw a card, put a loyalty counter on the enchanted planeswalker. Which gets so nutty with some planeswalkers, by the way. Yeah. So, uh, like, if you get a Jace the Mind Sculptor, oh boy. Yep, and I have it in mind because I, I own a copy of him. Mm-hmm. So throw that on a Jace and brainstorm. So I'm putting three loyalty count four three loyalty counters uh for a turn, including like my draw step. Yeah. And but then if you get to activate it on other people's turns. Yep, if you can get that or chain veil and stuff. I feel like there was a lot. I understand why they couldn't put the talents in. Um yeah. but Noxorable Tide seemed like this would be a no-brainer to put in here. And it yeah. hasn't been reprinted since modern masters 20 since modern masters 2015 and it's now up to 13 dollars. i think i still have a copy um the other cards i surprised they did put spark double which is great yep. the other cards i'm surprised they didn't put in the deck um i can i guess they're probably because it's been reprinted recently so kai cars wind fury is in the new set third path iconoclast and monastery mentor uh, these are all cards that when you cast a non-creature spell, make a token. These are great because you're playing, a, you're casting a lot of planeswalkers. Yeah, uh, Seeker Moon Gauntlet is obviously a no-brainer if you can, where you can just zero proliferate. Um, so all your walkers Echothal. proliferate. Um, if yep. if if they've if they've got enough proliferation in the deck, I think Tekuthal is a kind of a slam dunk because it's yep. the one card they could have put in here, and I'm surprised they didn't was um. Mila Crafty Companion? Yeah, because it's a creature. Like, you, you but, get a but, creature and a Planeswalker. It's yeah, great. It's, it's, it's a, and it's from Strixhaven. It's 33 cents. So whenever an opponent attacks one or more Planeswalkers you control, you put a loyalty counter on each other Planeswalker you control. Yeah. Um, and then whenever a permanent you control becomes a target of spell or an ability in opponent's control, you may draw a card. You care more about that first part where it's you get to buff your other Planeswalkers and it prevents people from chipping in for, like, one damage. You know, if you have three walkers out and they chip in for one on one planeswalker, you get three loyalty essentially. Yeah. Uh, some cards to be careful of. 
resourceful defense because when your planeswalker dies it has no loyalty counters so unless yep. you plan on using resourceful defense to just move all the loyalty counters don't yeah it's a very weird one yep and i guess you could because how does resourceful defense worded uh whenever a permanent leaves the battlefield so if you flicker your planeswalkers you can put counters Um, well, because what you can do is, in response to somebody attacking your planeswalker, you can pay five mana and move those counters off of it. That's true. Kill yeah. it anyway. I don't have so, it in my deck, but that's that's just me. I think it's probably fine. Honorworn Shaku was a great include in the precon. I would have never thought of that. Yeah, it's a good one. That's that's a funny. That's a good include. Um, but. Yeah, I don't know. I'm I'm a little disappointed in this precon. I've got like, some I've got some notes on the other ones. Yeah, give, uh, give me your notes because I haven't really looked at the other ones. So, I, when I say notes, it's more points because I didn't write these down. So, my problem with the Abzan deck. So it's this like recurring creatures kind of constellationy. It's full of enchantresses. Good job. I'll I'll say this for at least the the Abzan deck and the uh the colorless deck good job on the card draw great there's a lot of card draw in both these decks as somebody who plays a constellation deck there are cards missing from this Abzan deck um that aren't expensive like none of them are expensive um, like it's great to see Doomwake Giant. Uh god, I actually have to pull up the list to see everything. But there's um nothing to the list. Yeah, please please send me that list. There you go. Right. Oh, thank you. Um duh, 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 duh. just doing a quick glance and making sure I'm not like some great cards that are in the deck. So let's say the good things. Um I think, given that what this deck is doing, it's good to see, like, Jukai Naturalist, Herald of the yep. Pantheon, things to make it cleaner. Destiny Spinner, great card to have just in a deck. Sanctum Weaver. Sithis Harvest Hand. Sithis. Uh, like, yeah, Seder Enchanter, Mesa Enchanter. Like, they have so many enchanters in this deck. New Erebos. New Erebos. Old Healing um, Yeah, all good stuff. Uh, some cards that I love as constellation cards that just aren't in the deck are like Underworld Coinsmith, uh, which is just gonna gain you some life and give you a way to just deal some chip damage into people. Um, especially since you're pulling things back from the graveyard. Uh, is Rancor in this deck? Rancor, I don't Not. believe it is. Um, but once again, you can't return it with your commander, so that makes sense. Uh, oh, God, Starfield what? of Nyx. Hm. Starfield of Nyx, great reprint for this deck. Just like a way to win the game. Same thing with Grasp of Fate, also great. I didn't realize they, I haven't looked at any of the other decks. Dryad, oh, Dryad reprints, super good. Yeah, it's, it's a really good deck. It's just one of those like, oh man, kind of interesting that they put some of these things in here, like... I, I might this might I might have a real hot take here. Yeah, I want you to do me a favor. Mm -hmm. This is an enchantment deck. Mm -hmm. 
I want you to scroll down and I want you to see what artifacts are in this deck. And I think, unironically, you'd be better off cutting Soul Ring and Arcane Signet for Utopia's Brawl or any of the Enchantment Land Ramp. And then, yep, or both both of them. I think, unironically, you'd be better off putting I think, in... I think you definitely cut Kodama's Reach for one of those. Yep. Like, first Seek Rampant Growth, fine. Kodama's Reach, that's three mana, that's too much. In yeah. your enchantments deck. Because that's when you want to play an Enchantress or anything else. Yeah, I... I'm... Man, this might be... I don't know if this is a hot take. I don't... I know why they reprint Arcane Signet and Soul Ring in every precon they can. But it feels like in this Enchantress deck, for example, they're obviously good in the deck, but you can put something in that's more on theme with the deck that isn't just soul ring and arcane segment yeah um i would rather them just put soul ring arcane signet in as extra cards in every precon and then have them have two other cards to like put in the reprint slot that are on theme God, you and know it'd you be want, like you know it'd be hilarious if like in set boosters instead of basic lands just like a soul ring or an arcane signet oh geez <laughs> that'd just well, be you, like let's flood the market with them i mean you could have cracked these in draft yeah um so I, it's just it, one of those things where yeah, i think it's, it's very just, funny it's just i don't know i see those and i'm like yeah they're good like but you can cut them for more on theme cards that'll like help your deck more which they did like greater tanuki is a great example of just like oh yeah it's got a channel of three the get a basic land put it on the battlefield tapped but then you have a six drop in your graveyard that you can recur with your commander except it comes back as a three three except it comes back as a three three but still yeah like it's i, I like the channel uh, cards i i think the deck is like it looks fine but for how much is pre-ordering for i it's yeah like, I, I think Daxos is a card that's just missing from this deck. Just. And even the mana base, like, there's no. There are no pain lands, and those aren't expensive. You have signet lands, and the. Like, yeah, it, it's. Yeah, it's they could definitely so one of those, more. like, I think this it just misses just by, like, a little bit. Heliod's Heal of. Heliod's Hall of Generosity would have been a great place to re like reprint that in here. Yeah. I didn't From, know like, this was so expensive. Uh, she's used Modern Play. Okay, that makes sense. Wait, why is she $30? Oh, wait, no, that's just the... Um, is that just her ver the version that's of her? That's just that version, yeah. The MH2 version okay. is a dollar. I was like, what the heck? Dollar seventy-two. Um, like, yeah, once again, like the, the secondary commander for this deck is very cool. I think all the secondary commanders are super cool, but not for these decks. Yeah. Which is kind of the bummer sometimes. Yep. So it. Um, I think all. But yeah, the that's just this deck. I I know I'm probably rambling and not like being cohesive about this, but it's one of those things where it's just like. I as somebody who loves Constellation, this is like just missing instead of just hitting. Yeah, I, I wish they. I wish they just the reprints were maybe a little bit better and the MSRP of the decks were because if these were $40 decks, I wouldn't have an issue with them, I don't think. 
Correct. I think it's the price of them in relation to what's in the decks. And they're just a couple major, what feel like whiffs from wizards where it's like, why it's hard to this in the deck. It's hard to go from the Lord of the Rings decks, which felt besides the elf deck, um, very well constructed. Yep. And maybe the elf deck just doesn't vibe with anybody I know, but I don't know why. Uh, it's hard to go from those decks to these decks and be like, why are these decks more $30 expensive more. than these decks? Yeah, especially with these mana bases. Like, the, the Lord of the Rings ones had, like, salt, like, not great, but for a deck, I'm not changing the mana base in my deck, my human's deck. I'm like, it's just absolutely, like, fine mana base. Yeah. But then you get to these and you're like, what, what, what is. Okay, cool. Filter lands. Great. Where are the. Get rid of these snarls. Put in put in pain lands for like love of God, or the yeah. battle bond lands. Just start reprinting those in every precon and just it's, plummet the price of those because those should just go in every single commander deck. It's hilarious that the colorless deck has the best mana base. Like yeah, as far as like a constructed mana base, it just because they didn't have they couldn't be easy about it. There wasn't like. Yeah, you just play a bunch of good utility lands. Like it, you can even cut the you can probably cut the fifteen wastes and play another fifteen like solid utility lands. Yeah, you could. It's like, yeah, there's a whole like sub theme in the colorless deck of plus one plus one counters, like because you have manifest and like the secondary commander. I'm not a fan of those. Those could be easily replaced, except for like Stone Coil Serpent. That's just a good card. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, it's just good cards that are go along with them. And that's fine. But yeah. it's just very odd. Yeah. I, I don't um, know, like, oh, Culture Complete's in this deck. That's cool. Yeah. Um, no, I think like the colorless deck is solid. That betrays. Yeah. Like, like, again, you know, like really good reprints. I just wish the precons themselves weren't as much as they are. Yeah, like, that's all. Um, and then uh, then one note I have for the sliver deck is, wow, I really like the secondary commander. It's a shame it's in this deck. Yeah, <laughs> like that's that's the card I want to do for like janky five color tribal. Yeah, it, uh-huh. they're the sliver deck, too. It's it's most expensive, but it I don't know. These decks just don't don't do it for me. Like I think I was t- I was telling you off camera or off recording. Yeah. Uh for the Planeswalker deck, I, personally I can build a deck that is the cost of the precon and I think is better than the precon. Yeah. And you know, I if I were to not change the mana base of this deck from what I have, which is all my like fetch shocks, triome, battle bond lands and you know all my good lands. You know, the deck is a hundred and change, and that's including like Jace the Mind Sculptor, which you yeah. do not need for the deck. That shouldn't be the case before the deck even comes out. When when it's like a year or two later, that's fine sometimes when it's just like, oh yeah, those cards got reprinted, so they're cheaper now, so they don't have to cost as much. But it's yeah. really weird when it's before the decks come out. Because normally you normally you can build like a budget version of a commander, but it's it's like, oh, yeah, I can include all the cards I want and then some of the ones I don't want (laughs) where I included Dak Faden and Comet Stellar Pup, which 
I don't think either of these cards should necessarily be in the pre-cons, but they're good planeswalkers to add. Uh, I was able to add uh, the Dom the blue Dominus for proliferation. I was able to add Acre Moon Gauntlet. I don't have Teferi's Chain Veil, but you know, I have a deck full of snarls, which I don't like, but they're fine. Pain land, most pain lands, the buddy lands, the signet lands, the temples, once some scry lands, and it's like, yeah, the mana base feels, I think, better. And you're still in eighty dollars, and you still have all the talismans. Yeah, you know, you have a a, a solid deck here, and it's it's just frustrating that the decks don't feel like they're even remotely worth the price. I'm going to pick up the singles from the Planeswalker deck that I want in Commodore Guff, and that's it. I'm not... Yeah. And and, the, and it could be that I have a good collection, so this is easier for me. But even from a new player perspective, I wouldn't suggest them pick this up. No. It's... I wouldn't. I, I, I snap, hate that. Yeah, I snap recommended the Lord of the Rings decks to... You'll meet him. My best man uh, got yeah. into Magic, and I snap recommended him the Humans deck from Lord of the Rings. I'm like, it's three yeah. colors. It might be a little bit more like complicated for a, a new player but i'm like mana base is good theme is good and and i understand like you they don't have to necessarily release commander decks just for onboarding new players but that is the goal of pre-cons generally correct and it's like it just feels like such a bummer after a set that was designed to get more players into the game to have this be the next thing that comes out because yep. like it would be different if this was like it's hard to explain if this was like a like a pre if this was advertised as a premium set but it's not and it's yeah. coming in at premium set prices and then some yes and it's 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 just, it's just one of those things where i think it's also just really bad timing they really shouldn't have put these two sets next to each other yes um, I think this should come after like Elder after the next. Is it Eldrain the next set coming out in standard? I uh, I believe so. Yeah. Oh yeah, because spoilers start in September. Ugh. Um. Yeah, th th I think the timing of this is just very. It was like Baldur's Gate and Double Masters. It's the same. Yeah. Situation, kind of, but that's that's the feeling of like you have. I mean, I guess both of those sets were kind of eh, received. But you have Lord of the Rings, which is a critically, I think it's a, a lot of people love that set. And yeah, not even as a Lord of the Rings person, it, the set, the power level felt good. The cards are reasonably priced. There are some expensive cards, but it's a good set. Yeah, like overall, a like, man, you guys did a good job. We didn't believe in you <laughs> and you did a good job. Yeah. And this set felt like you guys have all the potential in the world to slam dunk this set. And for some reason, it just. Especially in the pre-con, like the, the entire set being all reprints is fine. It's yes, just the no. price of that set being expensive. Um, and with it... this set being full reprints, I would have loved to have seen some of the more expensive reprints in these decks. Yeah, like it's where it's they could. Just one of those things where it's like, you guys. <sighs> it feels dirty. If that makes any sense, like, yeah. like I hate the mindset of we don't acknowledge a secondary market, but we've done a full reprint set, so it's going to be more expensive than normal sets. Like, 
So it feels very awkward. And I know that's always been the case, but this feels more egregious. And it feels wrong after a set that got a bunch of people into the game. So a reprint set after a bunch of people getting into the game should be a way to like help get them deeper into the game. Where this yeah. feels like it will turn a lot of people away because they'll be like, well, I just spent a lot of money on Lord of the Rings. I don't think I can invest in... Like, I don't know how much how much packs are going to be, but like they're going to be more expensive than. Like what they should be. Yep, because I'm checking. I'm so curious. So I'm checking the price of the command of the new precon, and I'm just going to cut all of like the new cards. Even the new cards are coming down in price. Yeah, um, for, like pre-order pricing, 13, 15 dollars for that. 15, uh, 25, 32, um, 32, 37, 37, I'm still looking, uh, 41, 43, uh, 53. So I'm looking at the price of the deck. So it's 95 for everything, including pre-orders. So it's like a hundred and change. So it's like you get 20 extra bucks if you buy the pre-con. Yeah. Uh, at pre-order prices. Roughly. Yeah. I am glad that it looks like on like TCG player, some of the pricing is going down for yeah. the pre-cons. It, hopefully they will now that they're all spoiled and stuff. So we'll, we'll see what happens with it. Like the current pre-order prices for the pre-cons are uh, $150 for the Eldrazi deck, uh, $82 for the um, Enchantments deck, $123 for the Sliver deck, and $170. No, nah, no, nah, not $120. Uh, not $174. $74 for the uh, Planeswalker deck. $174 for the Planeswalker deck? No, really? $74. Oh, I screwed up my wording. Yeah, so they're Which if they come fine. If if they come down to even like 50, 60 bucks, I think I'd be more okay with them. Like all of them were like eh. Honestly, if they were all sixty dollars each, it'd be fine. Yeah. It wouldn't be spectacular. Nobody would be happy about it. This is the one time I'm I'm gonna say maybe go to Target. <laughs> like go to a big box store. Like just, I, I hate just, saying that because I, I want to support my LGS, but yeah, it's hard to justify that. Like if they're selling them at this price and you can get them at a bit Target for sixty bucks, like which go. is on distributors and thus Wizards of the Coast. Yeah, like I blame them. Yep, because the pricings that your local LGS like has to deal with is from Wizards. It's based on the supply, how much it costs to get it from a distributor. And yeah. they're not they're not getting these for ten dollars. I'll tell you that much. Yeah. So it's it's one of those things where MSRP was supposed like it was yeah. supposed to be a thing to like, like getting rid of it was supposed to be a way to like help a little bit. So in case things like become more expensive, they can like we can adjust and then it's proper and things like that. But it just makes it to where they can they're just going to sell them to big box stores for a low rate and they're going to sell them to everyone else for a high rate is what it's become. 
well, even if they sell them to the big box stores at close to what your guy, like the big box store doesn't care if they're selling them for $5 profit. Like they, it, the, they're they yeah. a big box store. They're, they're, this is 0.01% of their total revenue stream. Correct. Like they don't give a crap. And they, they also don't need to invest in it as heavy. Yeah. You can just get like, but they will. They'll just incidentally invest in them heavy. Yeah. But all right. Well, that is, yeah, I think, so all our thoughts on the, the Commander Masters stuff. Like, I don't want to be negative about it. Yeah. It, it's it's going to be good stuff. Like, maybe crack a pack. Uh, buy singles. If, and buy singles. But this is this is a this is a let people who want to open a lot of packs the jeweled lotus or whatever open the packs and this is a buy singles product yeah. i think and if the print run goes on it's very possible the price comes down as the print run continues because i think this print run is going to i think from what i heard it's going to be like a two-year print run on this product i mean that's lord of the rings Which... definitely lord of the rings if it, it depends on the print if this has a long as a long like shelf life you'll see the prices of that stuff of the packs go down probably, or you can get them at big box stores for a little bit cheaper than you would your LGS, which sucks. Again, I'm for supporting the LGS, but sometimes it's tough. Yeah. If, if this set has a large enough print run and it keeps going, maybe in a couple months, people can do some drafts reasonably. Yeah. I'm going to say wait like a m three to four weeks to buy singles after the set releases. Um, I think yes. that's when you'll see the cheat, like probably get to around the lowest prices. Um, and that's don't blame us if you invest bad. Yeah, and that's probably when I'll be getting them too, is because that'll be a f two weeks after my wedding. So I'll, hopefully, I'll be okay. But uh, and I think with that, let's we'll wrap the show up. I have a meeting to get to in about four minutes here. Ooh, yay! Recording on lunch breaks. Um, yay. So thanks for listening. If you're listening to this on Spotify or wherever, just give it a like. There's an option to leave some feedback. I would love to hear some feedback on this show as we continue to kind of get our bearings. After my wedding, I will be releasing weekly episodes with Wes, covering yeah. whatever happens during the week, or we'll have some pre-recorded stuff just going over different topics, maybe what articles I'm talking about, or just some news. Yeah. So if you have any suggestions for a show, definitely let us know in the comments wherever you're watching this. Uh, Wes, where can people find you? Um, well, you'll find me in the comments below on the YouTube channel, and I am I've I've left Twitter. Uh, good call uh, or sorry it's not twitter anymore but uh whatever it is um <laughs> but i'm on threads technically uh axle explode um are you on mammoth or mastodon whatever it's called no i'm on that you should get on that <laughs> but yeah i'm if if you see axle explode on the internet it's probably me there's a high chance as as for me you can find me on youtube.com slash bathroom brews mtg patreon.com bathroom brews mtg you can find me over at um on my brain twitter at bathrooms mt bathroom mtg and what else i think that's it so as always this has been ben with bathroom brews mtg and remember always wash your hands